This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I'm so delighted to be back with you for another podcast episode. Hope that you are doing well. I'm doing great. We're doing great here. We have been celebrating and enjoying entertainment. This weekend for us was a graduation of a high school graduate who was transitioning to college, my goddaughter, my very long-term, one of my closest friends, her daughter. So we celebrated with them out of town. And then back here, we went to the movies to see The Little Mermaid. Listen, that is my favorite Disney movie of all time, generally speaking. And this rendition was phenomenal. So I highly recommend it. Adults, children, everyone in between. It was amazing. It was literally amazing. I can't wait for it to be available on my home TV because <laughs> I will be watching it a lot. Um, all right. So today, though, we're talking about how to not shut down. And this particular episode came to me on the heels of a talk I did earlier this week on how to be less reactive. And I actually recorded a portion of it, so I'm going to link that in the show notes. And if you're on my email list, you already got it. And what I noticed in just, you know, checking out what's happening in my email list I noticed that so many of you were interested in that episode or that talk rather. It's not even episode yet. So it got me thinking about the other side of the reactivity dynamic is usually the person who shuts down or the person who is defensive and then back and forth you go. So today I actually wanted to tackle how to not shut down because I personally think this gets talked about less. And again, I will link in the show notes the portion of the talk that I recorded. And I'll probably do another episode on the topic of how to be less reactive or how not to be reactive. So that will be coming. But I really wanted to approach this different angle because I think we can make some pretty good ground if you happen to be the person who shuts down in your marriage and your conversations. And if you're not that person, this will be very insightful for you on what might be going on. So here's the first thing that I want to do, whether you're the person that lashes out and is reactive or you're the person that shuts down, I want to just acknowledge 
that however you are coping with a difficult conversation, a difficult emotion, a difficult interaction is just that. It's a coping mechanism. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean anything about your character, which we tend to think. It's just how you've been conditioned, what your brain has latched onto as the way to respond to what feels like a threatening situation. And shutting down is a self-protective mechanism. It feels unsafe to do something else. So this is what your brain has decided to do. So I want you to think about for yourself, these three areas or four areas rather, as we begin to sort of have this conversation, this is almost like your pre-work, right? I could just give you the steps, boom, boom, boom. But I want to really help you one, understand yourself deeply and then get to like what's really underneath this for you. Because let's be honest, how many times have you learned the skills of what to do, but haven't done them, right? So I want this to really stick for you. So there's four sort of pockets of things I want you to start taking a look at so that you can understand really what's going on for you at the deepest level. The first thing is to ask yourself, why is this your specific coping strategy? Because we all have different ways that we respond to the same situation. And for you, shutting down is what feels safest. Why? Why is that? And you want to be asking yourself, like, what am I protecting myself from? Because again, a coping mechanism is just a way of protecting yourself What are you trying to protect yourself from? Is it an argument? Is it the other person being upset? Right? That's usually what I hear when I'm talking to a spouse who is the one that tends to shut down. They're like, I just don't want to get in an argument. And here's what I kind of want to like show you. It's almost like a back curtain insight is that those things are still happening. You're still having an argument, only it's inside your head, right? Just because you don't say it doesn't mean that your feelings and your thoughts just disappear. They're still there. And even though they're in your head and in your mind, it's still influencing how you relate to your spouse. It's the energy that's between you, whether you say something or not. And I call these types of arguments silent arguments. So yes, it feels like a coping strategy. Yes, it feels like the thing that's going to save you from an argument or save your partner from being upset with you. But really, that's happening anyways, because you're shutting down and they're still upset that you're not engaging with them, right? So take a look at that. Really sit with for yourself. What is it? Why is this a coping strategy? What are you trying to protect yourself from? The second thing that I want you to look at is the childhood root, right? If you've been listening to this podcast for any reasonable length of time, you've for sure heard me talk about childhood roots to everything that we do as adults. So whatever experiences, situations, circumstances you found yourself in in childhood, 
they set you up to think that this is the right thing for you to do, to shut down, right? Maybe there was never anyone for you to talk to at your home, or if you did, maybe you were shamed for expressing yourself or communicating your feelings or punished in some way. So your brain got the message, nope, just be quiet, right? Or maybe you grew up and were conditioned to be really worried about other people's feelings, or you were sort of modeled this behavior. Maybe someone in your family in the face of conflict would just shut down. So you want to just ask yourself, like, what about my childhood set me up for this to feel like the right thing for me to do? You just want to connect the dots for yourself. The third thing we have to look at is the marriage itself and what is actually happening between you and your spouse, right? Because you don't shut down out of nowhere, right? There has to be a trigger. There has to be an interaction or a moment that is created between the two of you that then leads you to shut down. So maybe you've had some past experiences together where I've heard clients tell me that, you know, they had a vulnerable moment and maybe they did share how they were feeling. They did share something that was upsetting and their spouse ended up using it against them, right? They're like showing them their heart and then later in an argument, it's brought back up and sort of smacks them in the face. That can feel very unsafe. Or maybe you shared something, how you were feeling and your spouse was really defensive or dismissive. And so it really felt like, what's the point? There's no point in continuing this conversation. There's no point in sharing how I feel because it's not productive. It doesn't produce the result that I want. It doesn't bring us closer. It doesn't help me to feel better. And let's just not do this, right? So shutting down gets reinforced in those situations. Side note, if you were the person who doesn't shut down, if you're the more sort of reactive person, you want to just pay attention. Like when your spouse comes to you, are you able to just hear them and give them the floor or are you ready to pounce on them, right? It's like a little turtle is finally bringing its head out of the shell only to be smacked down. Then it goes right back in the shell. So a lot of my clients tell me, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised at how my partner is just able to open up to you. They tell you things that we've never discussed or that I've been trying to pull out of them for months. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not reactive to anything they say, right? My job as the coach is to just be neutral, to be a safe space for them to say everything that's on their mind so we can get that information out. So just take note, if you're wanting your spouse to talk more or share more, how welcoming or conducive an environment are you creating for that to happen, right? And then the last thing that is probably contributing is just lack of skills. Can we be honest here? Like, where do we learn how to actually communicate how we feel in a way that's not blaming or shaming or like being a victim? Well, you learn that inside my coaching programs for sure, but there's no class in high school about it. There's no like parenting book where parents get to teach this to you as you're growing up, right? So maybe you just don't have the skills to do this well. And that can look like a lot of different things. Some of my clients 
are really struggling because they've disassociated from their emotions. They're so disconnected from how they're feeling. They're trying to like build that muscle back to actually be able to articulate and even name what's going on for them, right? A lot of times there's just a lack of self-awareness of like, I just know I'm angry. I don't know why I'm angry, right? If you haven't done that mapping your childhood to your triggers now, you're not going to know why you're angry sometimes. And it's just going to be like, I'm angry, I'm I'm upset, I'm frustrated, I'm sad. And that's just it, right? We just need to address that without really having the clarity and the insight for what is underneath that. Um, Or maybe you just literally don't know how to do it in a way that helps your spouse hear you, right? So maybe you have tried, or maybe the way that you've been approaching these conversations just isn't as effective as it could be. So pay attention to those things for yourself and just like keep that brewing in the back of your mind as we have the rest of this conversation, all right? So it's, why is this your coping strategy? What are you protecting yourself from? What is the childhood root? What marriage experiences help reinforce the need or sort of preference of shutting down? And where might you be lacking some skills, okay? So now I want to talk about the impact of shutting down. And I'd like to be careful about this because I know it's not from like bad intent, right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to stonewall you and I'm going to shut down and I'm not going to give you access to me and what's going on with me. Shutting down really is like your best effort at protecting yourself, And so I want, as we talk about the impact, I want you to just have compassion for that. Like, wow, I'm trying to protect myself. And in the process of protecting myself, this is the impact that this coping strategy is having on my relationship and is having on my partner. So when you bottle things in, resentment settles in. Just because you're not saying it, just because you're not articulating it, doesn't mean that it is erased from your heart and your mind. In fact, the more you hold things in, the harder your heart becomes, the more of a wall you build up, the more you become fixed in your mindset about what's happening, about perspectives, about perceptions of your partner. So yes, it may seem like, oh, this is the safest thing to do, but really it's like, I want you to think about it as like when you keep it in, it literally is like hardening the cells in your body and creating a barrier for you and your partner to connect. The other thing that this does is unfortunately, it puts your partner in a space of not knowing what's going on for you. They don't know where they stand. They don't know what you need, what you want, what you don't want. And so a lot of times, because the human brain doesn't like uncertainty, it doesn't like open-ended questions, what happens is your partner makes up their own story. They make assumptions, they draw conclusions that may not be at all what you're thinking or what you're feeling, but because they're now in sort of a flight or fight stance because you're not helping them with your communication, they create a lot of times destructive stories, the stories that make them feel bad about themselves, stories that make them judge you, stories that create more discord and conflict in your marriage. 
So you really want to just be aware that like when I'm not talking, I'm not giving my spouse any data and they're making stuff up on their own and then they're reacting to the stories that they are making up. The other thing that shutting down creates is it literally closes and locks the door to make things better. It keeps your marriage stuck. And in some instances, it actually pulls things down. It's like a weight in your marriage. And so when you're not communicating, when you're shutting down, when you're avoiding the conflict or the situation, you're avoiding the opportunity to make it better as well. And then the last thing is, I've seen this happen so many times that for the person who shuts down, it creates this dynamic where their partner, who is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the more reactive partner, where they have this biased view of things, where they, because they're, you know, regularly articulating their needs, their wants, their desires, what's not going well for them, it creates this lopsided dynamic where they then have this view that like, because you're not giving them any constructive or critical feedback, that they're good, that all the problems are because of you. And when they don't have your constructive and productive input on what you need and what you see as areas that could be better, they just think you're fine, right? That's the other extreme. It's like, yes, they can make up a destructive story. But on the other hand, if you're not giving them that input or that data, all of their energy is going into what's wrong with you. And they don't have any feedback to help them take a look at themselves. So it's kind of like they think their crap doesn't stink, but only yours does because they're not getting that feedback from you. Now, on the flip side, what happens when you do open up and you are able to express what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're needing, what you're wanting? First of all, this creates what I call the heart-to-heart connection, where again, if your spouse is the person who's more reactive, they are leading their communication with their heart and their emotions. So it's almost like their heart is driving their conversation and their heart is like trying to leap out (laughs) to connect with your heart, but the door is closed. And when you open that door, it's like their heart gets to see your heart. And for the more emotionally driven and reactive person, that is powerful, Because we, and I'll put myself in that category, we connect so deeply to feelings. And so if you release your feelings for us, we get it. It's like an instant connection. And it helps them understand you and have compassion and empathy and also want to be really responsive. Okay. The other thing in that process is when you open that door and you're sharing how you're feeling and what you need and what you want, you actually create the opportunity for you to have those needs and those desires met and things to get better in your relationship, right? And then the last thing is you prove to yourself 
that it's safe to have emotions and it's safe to express them, right? Because if we go back to the beginning of this podcast episode, we were talking about the conditioning and the experiences you may have had in your life where it wasn't safe to share. And so now by you doing that here in your marriage, you show yourself like, no, you're the adult now. You get to decide how this goes for you in terms of creating your own safety, right? You make a commitment not to shame yourself. You make a commitment to have your own back no matter what you're feeling, even if your spouse doesn't respond the way that you would like. And what ultimately happens when you prove to yourself that it's safe to have emotions and that it's safe to express them is that you create a better relationship with yourself. And when you have a better relationship with yourself, it helps you relate better with your spouse, right? You were the common denominator. You are the foundation of that relationship and the experience that you have. All right, so now let's get into the how. I want to start, as I often do, with the mindset. Because again, taking action without the right beliefs and thoughts fueling you will not create the results that you want. So I want to share the mindset in the term of five thoughts. Because that's all mindset is. It's thoughts that you think on purpose. And so here are five that I thought of, but I want you to like sit with them, try them on like we're going shopping or, you know, you're ordering something online from Amazon and decide like, is this right for you? It's almost like the try before you buy, right? Like just try it on and see. Do you like it? Do you want to keep it? If you don't, just send it back and come up with a new one, all right? So here are five thoughts that I believe will help you to get out of this coping mechanism of shutting down. The first is speaking up helps things get better. So simple. Speaking up helps things get better. I want you to think like if that's what you believed, if you started practicing that thought and integrating it into your belief system, what would be different for you, right? Speaking up helps things get better. The second thought is it's safe to share how I feel. Again, coping mechanisms are always grasping for safety, And so you want to prove to yourself and you want to really adopt the belief that it's safe to share how you feel, like how you feel matters. And the safety that exists is the safety that you create for yourself, that you won't judge yourself. You won't throw it back in your face. You won't tell yourself that you're wrong for feeling the way that you feel. Thought number three. I owe it to myself and this relationship to open up and express what I'm feeling. I owe it to myself, right? Because when you shut down, essentially what you're doing is you're denying a part of yourself. You've literally closed off a part of yourself from your spouse, of course, but also from you. 
And so you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your relationship to open up and express the things that are going on for you. Number four, it's okay to get this wrong. I think with anything that you are learning and practicing and adopting, you have to give yourself grace. It's okay to get this wrong, right? You may try to express yourself and it might go horribly wrong, but you want to give yourself an A for effort. You want to give yourself a pat on the back for even trying, right? Brene Brown talks about like being in the arena, You want to give yourself credit for even stepping on that field and being willing to risk something going wrong because it's okay to get it wrong. And then thought number five is it's worth a try. There comes a time in all of our lives in every situation where you realize that what you're doing isn't working. It's not working for you. It's not working for your spouse. It's not working for anything. And there's a healthy agitation, a healthy frustration that comes from when you've been doing something the same way over and over again that you're like, this just isn't working. Like this just no longer works for me. And in that instance, this thought, it's worth a try is so helpful to have. All right, so that's the mindset. Now let me give you five baby steps. I want you to feel the pressure to like jump by leaps and bounds and give a monologue of all your deepest, darkest feelings and desires for your marriage. I want you to take some baby steps because this is unlearning and undoing a pattern that has decades of history and decades of being a well-worn path for you. So the first thing to do in shifting this for yourself is to take stock of where you're already communicating. It's happening somewhere in your life. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's other relationships with family members, certain family members you feel very comfortable sharing your thoughts and feelings with, or maybe it's a good friend, but there's somewhere in your life where it's easy for you to open up and it's easy for you to communicate what's happening for you or what you need, right? Because I think like at work, we're pretty for the most part, pretty good at articulating this is what I need or this is what needs to happen. And you're working in teams. And so there's lots of collaboration. So it's happening for you somewhere. I want you to just start taking stock of where that's true, where it's like, yeah, I am actually able to communicate my needs. I am actually able to articulate what's happening, what I want, what I'm feeling. And then the next piece, step two, is to start small with daily decisions. Being able to open up and express your needs and your feelings is something that is a decision. And it's something that actually moves you out of being so concerned about the other person and honoring yourself more. So in order to do this, I want you to start having an opinion about things instead of always asking your spouse or waiting for them to take the lead. 
This can be as simple as dinner. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. Whatever you want. What do you want? (laughs) Right? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. These are the conversations here at this house. And I always have an answer for what I want. But I want you to start practicing this. Like, what are the daily decisions that you sort of default to whatever your partner wants to do, or they ask you an opinion and your answer is always, I don't really know, I don't really care. I want you to start caring. I want you to start having an opinion and deciding for yourself small things. Number three is let your spouse know that you're working on this, right? And that it might be messy. I know whenever I'm adopting a new skill, like I've been really working, I probably mentioned it here on the podcast, on setting boundaries and just not people pleasing and not giving in and inconveniencing myself for someone else. And so if it feels not good in my body, I know it's a no, and it's my responsibility to communicate that. And so I've told several friends, I'm like, listen, I'm working on creating boundaries, and it may be messy. I may say things that sound rude to you, but I'm working on this, and I'm willing to like be messy, and I'm willing to get it wrong a little bit for the sake of figuring it out in the long run. So let your spouse know that you're working on this and then it might be messy, but state your positive intent. Like, hey, I recognize that my shutting down is not helpful to our relationship and so I want to work on it. And I'm going to start trying things and maybe sometimes they'll land well and sometimes they won't. And I just need a little bit of grace and understanding as I figure this out for the overall sake of our relationship. Number four. When it comes to the skills and like words to say, I want it to feel easy and natural for you. And I would just say to start with, I don't like that, (laughs) right? This is part of the messy mastery, right? Of like, I don't like that. Or you could say that didn't really work for me, right? Because a lot of times this awareness may come to you in hindsight and that's okay, But you want to be honest about it. So like maybe you go along with something or maybe, you know, your partner brings up a topic and they want to have a conversation with you at a particular time. And maybe you fall into the regular habit of doing that, but then shutting down. I want you to just process like, well, what happened? And just be honest, like, hey, I realized I shut down because I didn't like how you said that to me. And I'm tr- I'm trying to do better with not shutting down and that didn't work for me. Let's try something else, right? There's nothing wrong with just stating what's true for you, right? It's not that you're saying you're a horrible person. It's like, I didn't like that. That didn't land well for me. That didn't work for me or that doesn't work for me, right? Again, I'm just thinking about what do you say at work? Because a lot of times we're having to put up some boundaries at work to some degree, right? So it's like, even if it's a meeting that you can't make, you're like, oh no, that doesn't work for me. What about this other time, right? But you're still leading with like, that time doesn't work for me. So use the same skills that you're able to use professionally to help you bridge the gap in your marriage. And then the last thing is make a request, 
just be willing to ask your partner for something, right? And you can do that with like, would you be willing to? Would you be willing to talk about this later so that I can be ready and not shut down, right? Or next time, can you prep me that we're going to have a conversation so that I can be prepared to share my thoughts? Because a lot of times the people who are shutting down might also just be internal processors, meaning you're talking, 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 and their brain is still processing what you're saying. And so they're not saying anything because their brain is trying to catch up. So that's what I have for you on how not to shut down. I trust that this conversation has been massively helpful for you as I'm like sharing these things. I'm like this so many people need this because they're not asking themselves these questions. They're not understanding what's going on for them. And all they know is that they're not talking and then their spouse gets mad at them. And then they have days of cold silence and they remain stuck as a couple. So try these things out, whether it's just starting with the five thoughts of the mindset piece or taking one of these baby steps today to open yourself up, to improve your communication, and to deepen your connection in your marriage. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are looking for help and would like to work with me directly, there are multiple ways to do that. There is private coaching with me, both as an individual and as a couple. And there is group coaching with me, both as an individual and as a couple. You can find out all about the options to work with me, what's currently open and available and open for enrollment and all those details. You can find that on my website, drshavon.com. I will link that in the show notes and that's it for today. So you'll find in the show notes again, that portion of the talk I gave on how to be less reactive and maybe next week I'll do an entire podcast on it and take that a little bit deeper. So thanks for tuning in today. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.